this is Catherine O'Connell and welcome to Lawyer On Air. If you are looking for inspirational stories about women in law, then this is the podcast for you. Join me and my lawyer ladies as we enjoy a glass of wine after a hard day at work and talk about the world of women in law. It's my passion to share stories of amazing legal ladies who are working as in-house legal counsel, who have law firm roles, who are leading on boards and who are doing law differently. From time to time, I will also invite special guests on the show to share their insights on legal recruiting and tips for getting hired as a successful lawyer in Japan. I hope you will enjoy getting to know these amazing women who I am so proud to share a profession with. I'm glad you're here and I hope you enjoy the show. Hi everyone, welcome to another episode of the Lawyer on Air podcast. In this episode, I share with you another diverse story of a woman lawyer working in Japan. I'm Catherine, the host of the show, and I'm a lawyer based in Tokyo for 20 years, and I love helping unlock the wisdom of the stories that women lawyers never tell. What I've learned from my career in law so far is that nothing is meaningless. Everything you do becomes your power. Those are the words of my guest, Yuka Yamada. Yuka is currently a general counsel and head of legal and compliance of Mercedes-Benz Finance Japan, which is a group of the German automobile company. From January 2024, Yuka has taken on an exciting adjacent working path at GIT law firm as an attorney while she maintains her Mercedes job and position. This is really an unusual opportunity and yet another way to do law differently. And I'm so pleased she said yes to coming on the show to talk about all of this. You can check out Yuka's full bio in the show notes. On this episode, Yuka shares how you don't have to worry about your life and your career path, that there will always be highs and lows in life, but don't be afraid and you can manage your family events and it will all work out in the end. She also shares how she prepared for moving from private practice into in-house and how now she is working out managing a law firm role concurrently with her in-house role as her new exciting and unique challenge in 2024. If you were thinking about a second job while doing your current in-house legal counsel role, such as being on a board or this unusual second part-time job at a law firm, why not get inspired today by Yuka's story and ask your HR team how you could unlock this opportunity for yourself. As Yuka says, nothing is wasted and this dual experience could become your power. And as Yuka also finishes up the episode today, she shares her big tip for young lawyers, her favorite saying and her view on the future of law. She's definitely all in for generative AI as a friend to lawyers, not a foe. Well, let's get into it. Hello, Yuka, and welcome to the show. Hello, Catherine. Thank you for inviting me. I'm so happy you're here. And the first question, as you know, is always, if we were meeting up in person, where would we be? Do you have a favorite wine bar or a restaurant that you love to go to? And what would you choose as your beverage off the menu? Oh, yes. I love champagne. I assume you too. And uh, I know one good restaurant uh, in Hiro, Hiro Shopping Street. The name is Restaurant Okada. 
which serves very nice champagne and very nice dishes. So I definitely would go there with you. Oh, wonderful. Yes, of course, champagne. And I used to live in the Hiro area. Mm -hmm. I don't remember that restaurant. I wonder if it's been there for a long time or... It, it's relatively new, but uh, it's still there before COVID. It's within 10 years, but I guess. Okay, great. Mm. Well, it's very close to me. I'd love to go and have a glass of champagne or two maybe with you. Yeah. Thank you so much. Let's do that. Wow. Let's get then into the rest of the episode. I'm so glad you're here. And we often go back, well, I often go back into your earlier days. So when you were a child or you were thinking about your careers or something that you were dreaming about at that time. Can you remember what you were like at that stage and what you were thinking about? Oh, yes. Oh, when I was in elementary school, I wanted to be a patissier, you know, oh. to, uh, yeah, make a dessert. <laughs> nice. Yeah, I loved cooking and especially cooking dessert. Mm. So, yeah, my mother also loved cooking. So that's because of her, I also become to love cooking. Right. And that's still now until today? Uh, still, um, so so. Um, I sometimes make a Japanese uh, sweet wagashi with my son on weekend. Oh, right. That's really interesting. And so that's completely different to law. Yes. <laughs> when did you start getting curious about law or studying law for you? Yes, uh, when I became 10 years old, something happened and uh, my father was an architect and uh, when he went to instruction site, which he designed, he was involved in some accident and uh, he passed away. Oh, that's yeah, it, It's no. so sudden. Yeah, yeah that's sudden. Uh, that's when you're 10 years old. Yes. Goodness yes. me. And you said he was an architect. Yes, he was architect. But he went to the site and, and an accident happened. Yes. Oh, I'm very sorry to hear that. That must have really impacted you. Yes. And my mother was a housewife until then. And uh, it was really normal things for women. Uh, most of the women are not working and uh, stay home. But after that, my mother decided to work. So uh, she started working as a nursery teacher and uh, and chef, but uh, before she get started, she had to get a license because she didn't have any license. So first she studied and got license, and then she finally could start working. Wow, that's so, I guess, my Mookie, right? Really forward thinking of your yes, mother to do yes. That. My mother is really positive and uh, a bit optimistic, but uh, I really love her. <laughs> Wow. How soon after the accident did she start to do that? Was it pretty soon? I don't remember well, but mm. uh, maybe a few months later, uh, mm. not a few months later, she she saw that it might be better to start working because uh, she has four children, including me. Right. Yes. So yeah. she had to take action. Yeah. I'm the youngest, but uh, she thought that uh, it's better to start working to raise uh, us. Right. And so what happened next then, the impact on you and starting to think about law? This is really just kid's idea when I I thought that uh, my mother was working very hard. So I started to think that uh, I want to help or support her, you know, including uh, financially in the future. So I 
began to think that I want to become a attorney at law or a doctor maybe in the future because just as a kid's idea a doctor or bengoshi seems like a very uh, socially high status and they must be in uh, higher income so I thought those positions might be good to support her Mm, I see. Right. I just I wonder where those ideas, even as a kid's idea, mm. you know, where that comes from. Maybe you see it in a book or on TV or something yeah, like that. TV, Yeah, TV. Yeah. I, I watched a lot of TV dramas and the doctors or Bengoshi, uh, main character of a TV drama. So right. I kind of become interested in those jobs. But um, <laughs> doctor became not my option. Because in my nature, I hate it uh, to see blood. Ah, me I too. Yeah. <laughs> I can't stand it. I can't stand yes, it. Yes. Yes. So I thought, how could I be a doctor without <laughs> seeing blood? You know, I cannot do any surgery. No, you can't. And me too. And I had an accident recently with one of my fingers and the blood was just pouring out of it. And I don't mm -hmm. even know how I actually stood up without fainting because... Yeah, maybe I imagined it was somebody else's accident happening in front of me. But yeah, I'm I'm exactly like you. So yeah. law, wow, that's amazing. So from the kid's idea, it turns into a reality. Tell me more, what happened next? When I became junior high school student, I also began to interested in the uh, English as a subject. It was part of the school curriculum. And uh, before that, I have never touched English. But uh, uh, when it began to part of my life, I suddenly be, become interested in its subject itself. I don't know the reason why, but the sound of English is very yeah comfortable for me. It's interesting because I, I, I haven't really, in truth, come mm -hmm. across many Japanese people who say they like English at junior high school. So you're one of the rare people who actually enjoyed it. And it's yes. interesting because you're listening to a sound. And that's, again, a little similar to me in the flow and the sound of Japanese that attracted me as well. Oh, that's Isn't great. That great. Yeah. It's oh. maybe similar as you. Yeah. Maybe. And I think there's a way of perhaps there's some study that's been done about the attraction to languages because of the sound. So that mm -hmm. could be something to look into. But so you're interested in the English. Were you also getting interested in foreign countries and oh yes, at that yes. time as well? Ah, because at the school I could only hear the uh, real music sound uh, via radio or CD, which English teacher prepared. So our English teachers are all Japanese. So I have never had a chance to to hear on the. It's in the real uh, English native speaker's voice in real. Yes. Yeah. So yeah. I began to think that I want to go to the foreign country and uh, talk with foreigners, actually. so Wow. That's really amazing to have that sort of eye-opening experience from studying English, hearing the sounds of English and being interested in foreign countries. Wow. <laughs> that's super exciting. What happened next? This is getting great. You're telling us a really great story. Oh, thanks. And um, then uh, when I became a high school student, there was a chance that I could go to a foreign country, Australia. There was a exchange program. And so I asked my mother, whether I could go to the Australia. Uh, it's very short, uh, just a summer period. Um, the mother welcomingly accepted. And so 
I go to the、uh, Queensland, Australia, which is a city named Ipswich. Yes.、And、yeah, you know, it's、uh, 40 kilometers away from Brisbane and a very beautiful city. Yeah, I do know it. The reason、mm. I know it is my mum's from Queensland. Oh, that's、yeah. so great. And so I very well know that place. <laughs>、oh. <laughs> I think this is the third coincidence as we've been talking. How interesting. And is it because you were the youngest in your family that you think your mum let you come overseas? Or did she see something in you, do you think, about you、um, being interested in English and giving you that experience? She thinks that、uh, I, I am the smartest girl among four kids, I guess. And、uh, she wanted me for potential and、uh, any possibility in the future. So I've never forced something from her、uh, to do anything. If I say I want to do something, she always a l l o w me to do so. So, yeah, yeah, I really yeah. thankful for me. Really makes a difference, doesn't it? When our parents. Um, one or other may say, you know, yes, you can do something, or no, you can't, or actually just not even say yes or no, just allow something to happen. It、mm-hmm. really makes a difference, I think, in our lives. So you went to Australia. How was that? Did you enjoy Australia? Much enjoyed. Yes.、Um, <laughs> yes. What, much. what did you like about Australia? It was totally different from Japan. You know, I born and raised in Tokyo until then. So, Everything was new. It was just a two months, so it's re- relatively、uh, short, but、uh, still, it gave a lot of impact on me. Yeah, so it must have impacted you. What happened when you came back? Yeah, after that, when I became a university student, I began to take a bar exam. And it was a kind of transitional period when I took the bar exam. The government started about a new judicial system called、uh, Japanese law school and started about a new、uh, bar exam. Right. That- so you were right then on that timing when the, law, the, the rules and laws and the approach to doing the bar exam changed. Yes, but I decided to take the conventional bar exam. Right. I think around that time,、mm. a lot of the people who were doing, wanting to do law, Chose the conventional way. Yes, because it sounds like it t a k e more long time. If I choose to take the new bar exam, I have to go to law school、uh, two years again after yeah, graduating university. It feels a、uh, too long time for me. Is that your kind of personality is to do something quite quickly? Yes, I, I think fa- so. Fast decision maker. I think so. <laughs> so, you, you took the bar exam, the conventional one, and then you got it. Congratulations. And then, is your、yeah. next role, is your first role the Japan Supreme Court role? Yes. Yes. Tell us about that. Because I don't think many people in the podcast so far have、uh, joined the Japan Supreme Court after the getting the bar. So, am I thinking、mm-hmm. that you had an interest in litigation at that point? Yeah, I think it was a really good experience for me because、uh, also I have decided to become an attorney at law already at that time, but、uh, I could still experience about the、uh, like、judge and the prosecutor. So it was a really good experience for me. Yeah, even if you didn't want to become a prosecutor, because in Japan, right, you can choose after you've got your bar exam whether to do. 
prosecution or become a judge or become a regular bengoshi in a, a law firm, right? Right. Yeah. So in, in most other countries, you sort of do bengoshi work, lawyer work for a while and then maybe specialize as a prosecutor or are invited to be a judge. So the system in Japan always surprises me or makes me quite curious the way you decide straight mm. away. So what happened in the, that role? How long were you there? And what do you remember about it as being quite interesting? I think it was about one and a half year. And uh, yeah, I'm quite enjoyed. But I was thinking that uh, I want to become an attorney yeah, as soon as possible. Because uh, yeah, I'm so interested in attorney's job. And right. uh, I, I've already decided to join Began McKenzie at that uh, time. I so, see. Yeah, I was really looking forward to actually working at a law good. firm. And how was it at a law firm? Do you remember some of the good things or some of the challenges you had? Yeah, I think yeah, it was a really nice law firm. And uh, I've learned a lot from partners and uh, colleagues. And uh, although they are incredibly busy, but uh, they are really kind to teach to a young associate about the work. So I still really thankful for many partners. Mm. Um, yeah, I was belong to a corporate M&A group, but still I had a chance to do another litigation or financial work because uh, at the time, Beck and McKenzie had a kind of a rotating system for a young associate for their first year. So I had a chance to practice many fields of law. That's good, right? You get the chance to rotate between litigation, finance, and the corporate M&A team. Mm-hmm. And, but for you, you found that the M&A was really what you enjoyed doing most of yeah. all. Mm. Yes, yes. Were you able to use your English at that time as well? Yes, yes, that's what I wanted. And uh, yeah, and that's why I chose Baker McKenzie because mm. uh, their work is uh, half and half English and Japanese. So, and if I wish, I could uh, do more English related work. So, most of the time, I load email in English and uh, attend English conversation meeting. So, it was actually what I wanted to do. Right. But it seems that from looking at your career path, you decided that there was maybe a chance or an interest for you to go in-house. Yes. What happened there? Where did that change come? I think the uh, working condition and uh, working experience at Baker McKenzie were very fabulous. But, uh, you know, I became an attorney at all right after I graduated university. So I feel that uh, I'm very amateured and uh, lack the experience. So I feel that I knew almost nothing about the structure uh, of a society or about the companies which I was advising for. Ah, good point. Really good point there. What a great thing to recognize. Mm. Yeah. So, yeah, that's a catalyst for me. And uh, then I began to think about becoming in-house counsel so that I could see the actual business. Ah, that's great. So how was that? Where did you go and what did you end up doing there? Yeah, I first joined the Mitsui and the Co, known as Mitsui Busan. Right. Yes. Yeah, so and... they're an in-house, like a shosha, right? A yes. company. Yes, sure, sure. Yes. 
And when I joined, I was a、uh, third in-house counsel at that time. Only、uh, three attorneys were there at that time. But I checked the Mitsui's site recently and found out that、uh, currently they had 35 attorneys at all. <laughs> yeah, I actually know a couple of them too.、Uh, one of them has been on the show, on, on the podcast as well. So interesting, isn't it, that they've built up a team from where you were as their third in house legal counsel to now 35. Wow, that's amazing.、Mm-hmm. So tell me what you did there because. When you work at a trading company in, in Japan and one of the top ones, such as Mitsui, you get to see a lot of different aspects of the business, many、yeah. different kinds of industries as well. So tell me about what that was like there. It was、uh, so exciting. I would admit that、uh, Mitsui has really、uh, tons of work. And、uh, Mitsui is more like a conglomerate company. You know, Mitsui is investing in many fields. So I could know many industries. Not only、uh, IT or manufacturer food, but we also do、uh, many projects, including a big project. So, yes,、uh, I could know a lot about the business actually. And、uh, I thought, oh, yes, that's what I wanted to learn. And、uh, I think my choice was right. Right. So, working in house is really very different to working in private practice, I believe. And So, you've mentioned that you could see a bit more of the business. What else was the difference for you between law firm work and in house legal experience that you had?、Uh, I also went on a mini business trip when I was working at the Mitsui because the legal team of Mitsui would think that、uh, we are part of business. So, whenever business、uh, need us, we should、uh, support them. So, for example, I often went to Malaysia. To negotiate with business team. At that time, I was one of the projects was investing in Malaysian palm oil company and、uh, I was a、uh, legal lead. So I supported them and whenever the negotiation of the contract is necessary, I went to Malaysia with business team and negotiated. So it was so exciting. Yeah, it would have been very exciting. I think you're right there that you're treated as part of the business. So,、mm-hmm. of course, it's natural that you would go on business trips and be part of the team and lead projects like you just did. Were, you, were there any challenges being in house that you came across and that you had to overcome? I think at the time, it was before COVID 19. So,、uh, Mitsui was a kind of、uh, part of traditional Japanese company. So, Mitsui has no system of working, remote working system.、Oh, right. Yeah. Yeah. So it was a bit hard for me at that time. Yes. Yes. People, it's very traditional. And the idea of working remotely, it just didn't figure that wasn't just possible, right? Yes.、Wow. And、uh, I also have one son, and、uh, I gave birth during、uh, Mitsui's、uh, working time. And、uh, it was very difficult for me yeah, to do both、uh, child raising and working full time at Mitsui. Yeah, it's interesting because the other person who's now at Mitsui, 
does have a child and I wonder what the difference might be it'd be interesting uh, to connect you with her and the three of us to have a conversation oh about yeah yeah what that sure. looks like I'd love to know about that I, I hope things have moved and I I believe yes. um, it probably has I know this person very well and I think perhaps it's all changed a little bit there so that could be interesting to find out Yes, Mitsui now admittedly uh, some are uh, working from home. I mm. yeah, not for uh, not every day, but uh, still uh, accepting. So I think it's a great progress. Right. Well, working in house and doing all of these projects and things. Did you have any goals or dreams to think about becoming quite senior in in house teams, such as being in the general council? So what I want to know is, were you thinking about the future as a general counsel from that stage, or did that come to you later on? Yes, but I honestly admit that I'm not so much thinking about that at the time. because Did it, did it seem too far away? Yes. Or, yeah? Yes, and honestly, my uh, brain was occupied with child raising. <laughs> <laughs> of course. So when did general counsel as a sort of role that you thought you could do come up for you? I'm interested to know at what point in your career you thought, ah, actually, I think I could be a general counsel. I want to be a general counsel in the future. I think when my son becomes grew up, like uh, when he graduated kindergarten, it mm. became much easier for me to work because uh, he became that uh, most of the things came by himself. Yeah. Right. To, yeah. Baby, baby time. <laughs> yeah. It really influences how you can manage your career, doesn't it? By the, the ability of your child. As your child gets older, you're able to do, think about doing more uh, intensive work, such as a general counsel role. It's mm -hmm. really, yeah, interesting to hear the correlation between and how, you know, obviously the joy of growing up a son, but at the same time being very careful how you manage what kind of work you're going to do in order to do it very well. Yes. And also after I experienced several companies and law firm, I began to think that, uh, oh, I could get the not enough, but uh, extended experience of uh, business world and law. So Gradually, I become confident about my knowledge and skills, which I didn't have when I started working at Bigger McKenzie. You're noticing yourself, your development from when you were there. You're gradually building up your skills. Mm -hmm. Okay. And so I think around the next stage for you was to actually go to another company and you became a legal manager. So you, you didn't take a big jump to general counsel that you are now, but you had an in-between role where you actually went to be a manager. Oh, yes, yes. But at that time, I worked at the BMW and uh, I had gained quite a lot of experience there, like uh, including not only legal tasks, but I was also responsible for compliance topic and uh, sometimes also audit topics. So I think a good uh, step to become a general counsel. Yeah, so what sparked you to do that career change, like from Mitsui to BMW? It's quite different industries. Or was it possible that you had some automotive uh, interest or exposure when you were at Mitsui? I love car, of course. That's why I chose this industry. But uh, uh, the reason why I quit Mitsui is uh, based on different reasons. It's a 
because of my child raising. Yes, yes. Yeah, yes. I I said to you before, like, yeah. but uh, it was a really difficult time for me. So and uh, at that time, I doubt that uh, my son have some kind of disorder, like currently called ADHD. Mm. Uh, yeah, do you know it? Yes, I do. Yeah, yeah. So I doubted it, and uh, so I thought I really needed to focus on him because. Uh, If I wish I could work again, but uh, his time of uh, child time is is once. You know, if I miss this time, I cannot take it again. Yeah. So I think this is really necessary time for me to taking care of him. Absolutely, so, it's the only time, isn't it? As he's a child, and recently I heard a mother say that same thing that she's pulled away from doing certain things so that she can concentrate on her children. Because、mm-hmm. this is the only time there is for that, and I, I really, really think that's amazing that you spent that time with him then.、Mm-hmm. Uh, so BMW, what an exciting thing! How do you start to approach a new role in a new industry? How do you get ready for that to become a lawyer working in a in an automotive company? I think it's、uh, relatively、uh, unique for the lawyer、uh, working at automobile industry. But、uh, for me, it's quite fun. It really in many legal aspect because、uh, they have lots of、uh, topic, like、uh, antitrust topic, and also the recent car has connected to many information. So data privacy and uh, uh, you know personal information is、uh, really becoming a big topic in automobile industry. Good,、yes. good answer. Actually, because not many people probably understand the direct、mm. connection with data privacy. So I'm glad you raised that. And also, the compliance is more and more become strict in this industry. Also, in all the time, the compliance is not much good in this industry. But now, globally, the the situation has changed. So. Even in on the automobile industry, we have to take、uh, much care about compliance topic and integrity. So we, actually, we have as a lawyer, I have really a lot to do. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure you're very busy. But you, I also saw that you have a BMW B1、mm-hmm. driver's license. Oh, you saw that? I yes, did. I found that out about you. Is that kind of like an F1 Formula One of BMW world of racing? Um, similar, this? yeah, yeah. It's、uh, official BMW、uh, training, which、Ooh. is mainly for product manager or test driver. Yes. Now BMW has the、uh, sport car called M. Um, for to drive those cars, we need a special technique. So、mm. the most featuring point is、uh, the drifting, maybe.、Ah, yes. Yeah, I practiced the drifting and I completed it. Can't, oh my goodness! I can't imagine you doing that because if anyone knows Yuka, you would not think that she could do drifting in a car. That、yeah. is super amazing. I love it. And hang on a minute. So you're saying that it's usually for test drivers, product managers, but here's this lawyer in the company putting her hand up to say, "Could I do it?" Is that what you did? Yeah, because、wow. I'm so interested in this test. But first, the、uh, HR said, "Oh, this is for、uh, product managers yes, or marketing." Yes, you can't do it. Yeah, yeah. Actually, they said you don't need it. Oh, you don't <laughs> but, need it.、Mm. Yes, 
yes, but I said all from a legal aspect or to give a better、uh, legal advice, I need to know everything about the car,、uh, including the feature of the car. So I strongly think I need it. That's perfect, right? Yes. You need <laughs> to know everything about the car, the product,、mm -hmm. so you want to have that experience. Wow. Well done, you. That's so cool.、Um, I'd love to see you doing that. <laughs> Sometimes, but yeah, not that's on really exciting.、Road. I'm very glad I asked you that because it's an important point there that you've raised that lawyers need to know about the products and the services、mm -hmm. that they are providing the advice for. And what better way than to get behind the wheel、mm -hmm. uh, of the product that you are in the company for at that time? That's amazing. From there, what's been the journey? Because indeed, you stayed in the automotive industry、mm. uh, and you did get your success in getting your general counsel role where you are now.、Yes. Uh, and you do a lot of compliance work as well there, too. So tell us about this role and what your day life looks like there. It's、um, much interesting for me. And、uh, this was kind of、uh, one of the dream jobs, general counsel, I wanted to be. It's not a goal, but、uh, this is one of the、uh, points I wanted to get. And so now I have、uh, three members, and、uh, I'm responsible for legal and compliance. And、uh, my current company also put a high emphasis on integrity t o p i c So, I do some training and、uh, also give some lecture. But、uh, my general work is、uh, to give advice about、uh, lots of topics,、uh, not only financial topics, but、uh, also labor or lease or contract. So, yeah, it's really general, I could say.、Mm, and this is Mercedes, yes? Yes. Very nice. And I'm really intrigued to ask you about what you just said, which was it wasn't your goal,、mm -hmm. but it's your dream job. Yes. What does, what does that mean? Tell me some more about what that means. I think I want to、uh, broaden my area of expertise more. So I will start working at the raw farm too, but、uh, still keeping my current job. Yeah. Now, this is super incredibly amazing, right?、Mm -hmm. That you are going to do this significant. Step in your career, and maybe it's actually very, very uncommon in Japan. I think, at, I least, think、so. at least it's very unusual that you'll be joining a law firm to work concurrently with your in house legal role. Yes. So, did you know about that coming up when you joined Mercedes, or has this come up as you've been working with them? It's almost one year. Uh, past when, uh, since、oh. I joined Mercedes. Yeah. And、uh, I'm a kind of quick runner. And、uh, I think that I almost learned about this company. And、uh, I began to feel that I'd like to do more.、Mm. Then、uh, my company h a v e a system that we are allowed to do side job if HR admitted. First, I Thought that I will set up my own law firm, like、uh, Yuga Yamada Law Firm or something. Ooh, and sounds good. Yes, yes. So <laughs> I applied that,、uh, hey, I'd like to set up my own law firm. Is that okay? And HR said, okay. So I started to set up the law firm, but、uh, then I、uh, happened to meet my former colleague,、uh, Nishigaki Sensei. He is a former partner of Baker McKenzie, a very, very、uh, smart guy. And、uh, I happened to meet him and、uh, talked about my current situation. 
and、uh, he was just、uh, set up his own law firm about two or three years before. And he said that、uh, then why not join our law firm? Oh, that's so great. <laughs> wow.、Mm-hmm. Isn't that incredible, right? I mean, this is so interesting that you could also have had your own firm and that could still happen in the future. Mm-hmm. But that you are invited by Nishigaki Sensei to come、mm-hmm. and join his firm. And so, wow, what an exciting conversation you had. Did you then go to HR and say,、uh, I want to change my mind. This is what I want to do now. I want to work at this firm. Yes.、Uh, but for HR, that doesn't matter. It seems.、Yeah. It's just the same thing, but in a、yes. different box. Ah.、Mm-hmm. Oh. Wow, how amazing. Is your HR, do you think it's quite different to other companies? Are they very open? And I know that in Japan, there's a sort of small trend for allowing people to have a side job, especially just over COVID, because people couldn't do perhaps one job and, and make enough money. Maybe、uh, they started to do side jobs, and there seems to be a bit more of an acceptance now to have a side job. What I'm trying to ask you is do you think that other people who are listening to you today could ask their firm or their HR people about this kind of opportunity? I think,、uh, first of all, I think our HR is really open and very open minded. And that's why they accepted my proposal. But、uh, I think, in general, if we explain the situation and、uh, like the time or what We want to do in another、uh, company or law firm. And if we deeply explain it to HL, I think we can、uh, persuade or get progress, I believe. Interesting. It's because, you know, if, if people don't ask, they may not get. So if you、yes. never ask for something, it's never going to even be considered. So why not ask? And I think you're right there with making sure you deeply explain. So you can't just. Rock up, right? You can't just go up to somebody and say, Look, I want to do this. You've really got to have, like you would, your argument if you were a lawyer in a case or negotiating across a table. You'd need to have your argument to explain why it's really going to be beneficial to、yes. to the company that、mm. you take on this other role and it happens to be in a law firm. Yes, exactly. It's also beneficial for the company, too. You know, if I only belong to one company, What I can gain、uh, gained or、uh, experience is only for the company. So、yeah. it means that I cannot broaden my expertise or gain new knowledge.、Yes. So it's really good to go outside and join another person and、uh, discuss with、uh, someone outside of the company. Of course, we will not take you know, each side, but、uh, it's really beneficial for the company too. Exactly. And before you mentioned、uh, being in a law firm, you didn't know about the business. So you came and went, you went to do a, an in house role. And now you're saying that in a company, you've still got to know outside of the company as well. So it's almost going back another 360 degrees, back round to another law firm, right? So you're, you're doing both again. Do you think there's a mental shift that you're going to have to have when you, you're in, the, in your in house role and you're wearing in house legal counsel hat and then you move to the law firm for the work that you're doing there? Do you think you'll do a different approach to the way you advise the clients over at the law firm compared to now? Or do you think you might be 
very similar in the way that you do your advice, very business focused. Basically, I think it's almost the same because I treated my、uh, business team as a client. And so, whenever they give the,、uh, any questions, I give advice based on Atoni's point of view. So, basically, it's the same. I don't know, but maybe if I belong to a law firm and if I got any、uh, questions from another outside of the law firm, I think the client attitude might be much、uh, different. I think,、mm-hmm. the, you know, if I belong to in house and if I am a member of the company, the business team asks questions casually. Right. So that、uh, yeah. if I'm a law firm attorney, maybe the client prepared a deliberate、uh, question and the detailed explanation. I think so. The client side is much different. Mm, interesting. Well, it's going to be very interesting. I'm wondering if people are listening to you, they might be feeling quite inspired. Mm-hmm. To think, how could I do that if I'm、mm-hmm. an in house counsel? And we've had previously an episode which is about somebody who is in house but also has a board position. And so you're similar in a way that you're in house and you've got another position in a law firm. And you were lucky that you came across Nishigaki Sensei and you could, you could talk to him about this. How do you think others who are listening to you now could approach this if they want to do the other? Outside job and maybe working in a law firm like you're going to do is interesting for them. What would you suggest that they do as their first step? I think we, we should be, be honest. So we should not、uh, commit anything that we cannot do. So be open and honestly talk what we can do and what we cannot do. And、uh, then if we agree with、uh, something, then it would be.、Uh, Great. Right. And how would they find the same person like Nishigaki Sensei? Is it just lucky that you were talking with him? Or is there some strategic way that people could approach somebody in their community, a lawyer, and ask them、oh. about this possibility? What do you think about that? In my case, I always keep、uh, all the connections strong. I mean, even if I change a、uh, law firm or companies, I still have connection with my、uh, old companies. So if there is an alumni event, I always go there and meet old and new person. And、uh, I still have many friends at the Baker or Mitsui or BMW. So that is my stance. You know, even if I change companies, I won't cut all the connections. I still keep those very important. So that maybe. Also, for,、uh, for Nishigaki Sensei's case, we haven't met、uh, face to face、uh, very often, but we were connected via LinkedIn and Facebook, and we had some conversation before. So it was not、uh, totally new for us to talk. I think you've hit on the really excellent point there, right? Keeping up your connections with your previous companies, not just finishing a chapter and that's it. You keep in touch. Mm-hmm. This is where you've built your community. And from that community, this has come up for you. So I think that's a really significant point that you've mentioned is to keep your network and keep it nourished, right? Keep in touch with people because anything could come out of it. Really great opportunities. I love that. Yeah. Well, well, that's probably a really good timing for me to ask you about this 
sentence that you need to finish for me the most important thing you've learned from your career in law so far what would that be oh the most important thing i have learned from my career is nothing is meaningless everything i learned would become my power it's really connected to the uh, previous answer i keep all the colleague connection very importantly so I think every my past career is very important for me. So I'm really proud of my career as a attorney at all. Mm, nothing is meaningless. And everything is your power. Everything becomes your power. Yes. What does that mean? Everything's your power. Um I mean I learned very different things at a different place uh, like industry and uh, the legal area is different. But uh, still, I think it was very good for me. And sometimes this experience connected to my new project. So I think it really empowered me. And it's funny, isn't it? And I'll use an automotive term here. If you look in the rear view mirror, mm. you can see these things connected and linked up. Maybe at the time it's not so clear. But when you look back, you think, ah, when I did that, it connected to this project. Ah, how interesting, right? Isn't it interesting how those things come about? Mm -hmm. If someone is thinking about, wow, I'd love to do all of what Yuka's done. She's worked in a law firm. She's worked in a, a trading company. She's gone and done a different industry and she's found her way and done a few things on the line along the way. What would you give as some advice to someone like that who's looking for the kind of thing that you're doing? I think in the long life of our career, we might sometimes worry about our past and especially the time of transition of the job change or if we have some family events. And in that case, we might have to change our original plan. But I think we don't need to be afraid because life has heights and roads. So... It's like a stock chart, so I think I should say don't be afraid about the change. Don't be afraid about change. And yes, it does have highs and lows, and everything that comes across our path is somehow meant to have happened for us, I think. Mm. Wow. What about the young lawyers then? There's probably a few younger lawyers or maybe law students who are listening to you. What kinds of advice would you give to them as they start in their career? So when you started your bar exam, you decided, you know, you went and opted for the traditional bar exam. Mm -hmm. So when these lawyers are coming out, they maybe have a different challenge than you did. What kinds of advice would you give them now? I would say don't select the job. So if we are given any kind of job from partner or our colleague, I think we should do everything. If we select like, oh, I only want to do uh, data protection law or I only want to do antitrust topic, then we will limit our area of expertise by myself. So I think we should do everything if we are at younger time. Oh, that's great advice, right? Don't think that you only should do certain work, do a general kind of work, do whatever's mm -hmm. asked of you and build your expertise. That's Brilliant, really brilliant. And how about then the future of law? What do you see happening in the coming days, coming years in your, perhaps your industry or in law in general? Right, I will start the double job from 2024. 
I hope Japanese law market will become more and more flexible. I hope that the Japanese traditional company will also change their attitude and begin to、uh, admit more flexible way of working that will not limit. That is a way to make a maximum use of our you know, human resource employee. So, the working conditions are going to be different. How about in law itself? Do you see, for example, everyone or a lot of people are talking about generative AI and ChatGPT、mm. and all of these things? Can you see them as having some impact in your work in the law? How it can、yes. be a help for you, and maybe how it could be a risk. But I'm interested to hear if that's something that you're thinking about in your role now. Oh, yes, that's a really interesting topic. And、uh, I'm totally in for an、uh, AI topic. And、uh, I don't think it's a kind of risk to us, it's just、uh, supporting us because it will help to review the contract and give advice. But of course, we will not fully rely on them.、Uh, ultimately, we have to decide by ourselves. But、uh, AI is a good support for us. and、uh, It's one of the ways to make more good、uh, work life balance for us, I guess. Because of that, we could reduce our working time. So I'm totally in. Ah,、oh, totally in. Me、mm. too.、Um, <laughs> recently, I just was asked to write an article about ChatGPT, generative AI, and the impact on the law and my own business. And I kind of treat it sometimes like an intern.、Mm-hmm. Yeah? yeah, or like a, a,、yes. a law clerk coming in to help me in doing a first draft of an email or a first draft of maybe a, a PowerPoint presentation. And then it can't know me and my personality, but it can help me to get some starting points. Exactly. It saves so much time. And then I can build on that with my own experience, my own career experience, my own. Insider information that I might have that I've experienced myself. I don't mean inside information from other companies.、Mm-hmm. I mean my own personality and bring it to that initial draft that an intern, the Chat GPT, for example, has brought up for me. So I really think the same as you that I'm all in as well. I think it's only going to do us well. Of course, we have to use it in a careful way. And there、mm. probably will be some regulations about it, but I think we need to embrace it rather be, than being afraid. Yes. Wow. Is there anything else, Yuka, that you wanted to say that we didn't cover today that you wanted to mention? Just one point. Sure. I, yeah, I have a break period because of child raising, but I, I have one good story of, the, of that period. Yes, please tell. Yes, sure. Yes,、um, it was my son's kindergarten era, and、uh, currently he is grade four of elementary school. And、uh, recently we、uh, walked around the ki- kindergarten, which he attended. And、uh, on that occasion, it was Christmas season, and、uh, he said, Oh, hey, mom,、uh, you played a handbell for us at the Christmas party. Do you remember? He、mm. said to me, and、mm. uh, yes, of course, I remember. And、uh, I practiced handbell for him, it's by secret. And so I was so happy that he remembered that memory still、uh, four years past, have passed since he graduated. So I think that that time was not meaningless and it, it has much value for me, even I was not working. 
Yes. Yeah. It's so it's you're not working, but obviously that's an amazing memory. And look, it's created something for him. Mm. He remembers mum being there and doing that activity, the handbell. Gosh, mm -hmm. I don't know how you do that because that's actually quite difficult. Yes, it was also my first uh, attempt. I didn't know how to do <laughs> I've that. I've seen people that. doing it and think, oh, it looks kind of easy. But actually, if you think about it, it's a very difficult. Uh, actually, it was so difficult. Instrument. Yeah. We have to do this by uh, several people. So what's needed is the uh, kind of cooperation uh, skills. So I have a good skill on that. So Ooh. somehow I, I could do that. That's another thing to add to your drifting skills. <laughs> yes. Well, I think it ties back, though, seriously to your what you said is the really the most important thing you've learned and that nothing is meaningless. Mm -hmm. And that this time out that you had when you weren't working and focusing on your uh, child raising was indeed very, very beneficial and not meaningless. So thank you very much for sharing that story. Thank you, Kyosarin. Well, we're going to finish up now with some sort of lighter questions, mm -hmm. uh, curious questions. And so the first one I want to ask you, and I know you don't know what's coming, but mm -hmm. your favorite saying in English or Japanese? Uh, in Japanese, mm. uh, in English, maybe uh, what one likes, one will do well. Mm. How does that play out for you now then? What does that mean? Yeah. You know, I I haven't spent long time in foreign countries, but uh, because I love English, I practice uh, a lot and a lot. So so that's now why I can uh, speak English to to some extent, at mm. least a uh, business level. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think everything could be well done, done if yeah, if we love it. So wow. do it what we like. Wow, great. Can you share with me a book that you're reading or have recently read that you recommend? I haven't finished yet, but recently I'm reading a biography of Elon Musk. Oh. It's quite long. It's uh, It had two volumes, so I'm now in the middle of uh, volume two, but not finished yet. But right. it's quite quite inspiring to oh. know his life. Who wrote that? Because a biography, so someone's written that about him. I forgot the exact name. I'm wow. sorry, but no. someone, yeah, you but someone. Later. If you weren't in this current role that you are, what would you be doing? Would it be patissier or would it be something else? I have two different occupations I'd like to be. Uh, one is a painter and one is a writer, writer Nobel. Uh, I think you can <laughs> still do those right now. <laughs> mm. <laughs> yes, I love creating things. So both mm. of jobs are really looks like creating. And I also love uh, writing. So I want mm. to do this. Maybe it might be become my third job. I think it could be your third job. <laughs> yes, yes, I think <laughs> or so. Or your third joy. Yes. So we talked about generative AI and I asked ChatGPT a question for you. Mm -hmm. If you could create a new law, mm -hmm. a new law for Japan, for this modern world, what law would you create and why would you create it? Wow, well, new law. I think I want to do something for uh, kids. Yes. So I want to create a better life, which is more comfortable for kids. Uh, I couldn't think of any concrete title of that law. But but something the... good for children. Yes. Ooh, I wonder what that could be. Mm -hmm. 
Interesting. Okay, we can talk about that when we have our champagne. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and finally, what's something about you that mm -hmm. a lot of people may not know? I mean, we've already heard about a couple of things that maybe people didn't know. Is there something else that maybe somebody who's listening who knows Yuka but then suddenly hears you say this that they didn't know about you? Yeah, you already revealed one of my secrets, like oh, drifting. Yeah, so yeah. yes, but uh, one one other thing that other people don't know, it might be I belong to a debate club when I was a university student, and I also got the most. How do I say it? I gave some questioning to the debater, and my question was uh, tremendously good. So I got a good uh, answer, uh, questioning prize. I'm sure that relates very well to what you're doing now and what you will be doing uh, when you take on your second job at the law firm. Thank you so much, Yuka, for your wonderful chat with us today. I really think that anyone listening to you should be very inspired that they can do anything in this world and that nothing is meaningless. I really thank you for coming on to the show today. Thank you, Catherine. I hope my talk would be uh, beneficial for someone, at least uh, one person. <laughs> at least one person. That's what we aim for. And if, mm. if somebody is interested in speaking with you, connecting again, how can they do that? Is LinkedIn the best place to reach out to you? Oh, yeah, sure. I uh, often check uh, LinkedIn and I'm really often. So feel free to uh, send a chat to me. That's great. And if everybody else who is listening to this, if you enjoyed the episode and it has inspired you in some way, please do subscribe. And we would love to hear what your biggest takeaway was. Uh, please do head over to Apple Podcasts or Spotify, leave us a review uh, and tell us what you thought about the episode. Well, that's really it for today. Cheers, Kampai, and bye for now. Thank you so much for listening today to this episode of Lawyer On Air. I really hope that you were inspired by the story you heard and that you discovered something new about women in the law. Please subscribe to the show so that you don't miss future episodes. And if you can think of even just one person to share this episode with, that would make my day. I invite you to connect with me to talk more. Jump on over to LinkedIn or Instagram where you can find me or send me a message via my website contact page. That's all from me today. I look forward to seeing you right here on the next episode of Lawyer On Air. Cheers, come pie, and bye for now.